This is going to be really fun. <laughs> going to be a good one. Speaking of, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What in the World podcast. On a Sunday evening, of which Daylight Saving Time just started. So if you guys didn't realize that today, Daylight Savings Time started. So if you didn't set your clocks for an hour, <clears throat> do so at some point. Because I definitely did not realize it today when I woke up. But thankfully, it happened mm. on a Sunday and not tomorrow when I have to go to work. So... Good to go there. Or if you've made it this long, maybe just keep riding it out, you know? True. Just keep the clocks where they're at. Just keep it where they're at, because come the fall when daylight savings time reverts, that's the last one that's ever happening. We're not doing it anymore after that, so... Big win there, finally! Yeah. Only took 70 years. My mother will be the most happy person. She literally... She's a 7th grade science teacher, and she keeps one clock in her room, in her classroom, um always set I, so i think now the clock is correct because she boycotts daylight savings time with one clock in her classroom because she thinks it's so dumb and it is dumb it's been dumb her for students good. will always be like miss brummel you know that, that clock's off she's like nope it's right that's the true <laughs> north of time that's we're boycotting daylight savings time so fair enough but before we get too anyway. far down that rabbit hole on this podcast uh we'd like to welcome in uh kathy with us tonight who uh we've been teasing for a couple weeks uh she had a near-death experience and has written a book about said experience it's on amazon it's linked down below in the description for you guys to go check out and uh <clears throat> yeah so we're gonna be talking to her tonight about uh, about this whole uh experience that she had it's gonna be very interesting i'm excited for it i know alex has excited for it and has so many questions uh so we can't wait to get started also hi Kristen. yes we did miss you 
We did miss you. Did you have fun in Paris? <laughs> Kristen is uh, Alex's wife, and she was gone for the past, what was it, week, week or so? A couple weeks? She left for 10 days in Paris, and she didn't bring her husband, you know, which... Not one souvenir? Cruel. Oh, I got some souvenirs. Mm. But, yes, we're we're glad to have her back in my household because <laughs> uh, I was going a little stir-crazy, you know? 48 hours of uh, no wife and no, I have a bonus daughter, Kathy, I call her, uh, not a bio biological daughter, but a bonus daughter. And uh, that gets very quiet, you know, it's tough, tough to sleep at night with without a whole lot of action going on. But yes, we're glad she's back. And we cannot be more excited for our interview tonight. Exactly. So, Alex, I'm just going to let you get started on it, dude. Go for it. So, the name of your book, let's start with that, because you wrote a book about this experience, correct? And that is... Misfit in Hell to Heaven Expat. <laughs> there, that's a mouthful, but there's a reason <laughs> for all of it. <laughs> Once you get through the book, you say, go, aha! I understand, Eureka. Yeah. When I saw uh, your profile on, on the website that I found you through, that was the um, probably the thing that drew me to your page <laughs> most. Was like, okay, what what's um, misfit in hell? I'm like, okay, so you had an upbringing in the Catholic church, correct? Let's kind of start there. Let's, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, my, started with my dad, who was an atheist. He was going to the University of St. Louis and arguing with all the monks and priests and anybody could get a hold of. And then he <laughs> got, uh, he joined up to be in the Navy at World War II. He flew one of the first fighter pilots, was uh, commissioned in the Philippines. He's only about 20 years old, and uh, so he was anxious to get in there, and uh, when he was over one of the islands, uh, he got shot down. So he looked down below. There was supposed to be a um, place to land the plane, but somebody had landed another plane and did not move forward, so he had no, no, no other place to go but the sand, and when your wheels hit the sand, you flip the plane. So yeah. it cartwheeled three times and landed upside down. And he'd had the uh, canopy open because um, his motor was shot out and there was oil going everywhere. So he couldn't see. So now he's upside down in the plane. His head's gone right in the sand. Plane's on fire. He's got a broken arm. Anyway, he said, okay, God, if you're out there, save me. And me and my family will become Catholics. And in seconds, some Marines came out of the jungle, went over lifted up the end of the plane, cut him out, and took him into the jungle. So he was a man of his word. And when he got back, um, my mom and him and my two sisters and my brother-to-be became Catholic. And uh, I was raised all, um, every Sunday we went to church. I went to all Catholic schools. Dad was a lector, and my mom gave communion. I mean, right down the line, I believed everything, and uh, that's how I lived my life. A whole nine yards of Catholicism after that, huh? Yeah, 
Never straying off the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah, I dabbled in that for a little while. Uh, I remember we've talked about this before, but when I was little, living in Australia with my dad and his parents down there, we went to mass all the uh, every week, and then we were Baptist for a little while. Then I went back to being Catholic for a little while after, kind of during college, and then after. Actually, yeah, no, actually, it was in high school. I was in high school, went back to do being Catholic for a little while, and then after that, I was like, I'm, I'm done. Well, it affects people. Uh, I've, I had a, a, they call it a distressing near-death experience first, where I went to hell. Mm. And uh, in, uh, it's been 23 years since all this happened, so I've had a chance to talk to other people about it that have had experiences, and uh about 85 percent of the people i run into now are ex-catholic um i believe i don't know how much you guys believe this stuff but uh having finally it took me 10 years to find the uh international association of near-death studies because nobody wanted to talk to me about this this whole thing uh, being in hell and then i went to heaven and then i came back and it was oh no it was the drugs and no no you know it's always some excuse you know I just it wouldn't help me. And, and even uh, my shrink, I finally ended up in a shrinks. And she says, well, I got to put PTSD on your chart for sure. <laughs> I don't know how to help you. You know, have a nice day. So uh, it, it took a long time to find other people who actually would stop and say, oh, you know, they, they got it. I went mm-hmm. to one of these meetings, you know, and there's there's a bunch of people there. The thing that was uh, disturbing to me then was all I heard was all these lovely ones. You know, people went right to heaven and they're talking to Jesus. They're having snacks with the angels. They're having a really good time. And I thought, well, that wasn't exactly my, you know, experience. So um, finally, somebody asked me why I had that look on my face every time I came to a meeting. And I said, well, you know, they said, aha, you had one of those distressing ones. You know, they were all excited. People says, "Oh God, we got to hear about it." We never hear no talk about these things. They're, they're like one in ten uh, when people have experiences. Why don't people come forward? And I thought, okay, you want to hear about what happened? I'll tell you what happened. So I went up on the stage and I had I went through the whole schmear, told everything that was happening, and those people sat in the audience with their eyes bugged out. You could have heard a pin drop. And finally, at the end, when I did manage to get out, it was like an eruption of applause. They, they, they had been with me on this journey, and uh, they were so thrilled to uh, hear the conclusion of it. And then, of course, going to heaven just kind of makes it all better while mm-hmm. you're in heaven. But uh, when I got thrown out and sent back by my best friend who I'd been taking care of, who died of leukemia, he's there. It's a month later. I died a month after he did. And uh, he says, now, I'm sorry, Mary Kay, you got too much left to do. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't I, kick I, me I out. That sounds like the bum's rush, man. Uh, no, uh-uh, I'm not going to, no. And so, of course, I went back. I, I was so mad. I think they put me in a timeout room. I had a nice little walk by a stream before I got back. But then when I... <laughs> They knew how bad they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I really, I do. Take a minute. Hold on. They said, take a minute. You know, can't send her back quite yet. Hold on. She's going to be, she's going to be super mad. A little bit here. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. So I open up my eyes again. Now I'm in a, you know, the uh, ICU. I've got that thing in my throat. Thank Uh, God. Because I couldn't speak. 
you know, and uh, my, oh, my family's doing flips. They're having a great time. I've been gone like three weeks. Jesus. And they didn't really, they didn't think I was coming back. That The doctor said, you know, you better say goodbye. It's not going to yeah. happen. But, uh, but then I got thrown out. But uh, anyway, I did get back and uh, my mom, she's going, oh, Kathy, we had a prayer circle going around the world. We got you back. And I thought, I could get my hands around your neck right now. <laughs> I wasn't so <laughs> yeah, weak from laying know. here for three weeks. I was. <laughs> so um, it took, uh, needless to say, a little time for me to um, accept being back. And mm-hmm. then, uh, I mean, like I said, I couldn't talk for a while. Right. And I was a mess. I was 86 pounds. I couldn't move. Oh, good. Gosh. Uh, they didn't know how brain damaged I might be. Right. I'd probably never work again, drive a car. You know, I was 53. And it was like, What? Uh, why send me back and tell me I got too much to do? That sucks. That is yeah. not funny. That is not funny. <laughs> yeah, bad joke. So, <laughs> bad joke. I um, I was so afraid to even go to sleep for fear the demons would come back and get me, and mm. I was a wreck. Uh, finally, like I say, 10 years. 10 years I had to go with just writing is what I did. I, mm. I, I was a writer, you know write it out i kept thinking if i just write it out stick it in a drawer this thing will finally go away because it's it could have been a dream because it's still just as fresh as it was the day before and so so through a series of synchronicities which you become a little a lot more aware of when you come back um i ended up in an ions and um again i i like i said i was kind of odd man out but the more i stuck with it and i found some books from ions people that had had the distressing and uh uh it it kind of became my mission you know to come back and find other uh distressing NDEs mm-hmm. and help them um understand what happened and i i really pinned it on the good old catholic education mm-hmm. of being told from the time i was a small child that nobody goes straight to heaven kathy you always have to go to purgatory you go to purgatory. It's like hell now, Kath, and it's not good, but you'll only be there till your sins are burned off, and then you can go in front of God, all, all purified and stuff. So I thought that, hooks, blind, yeah. and sinker. And so when I got on the other side, I made one, and I took all the horrible things that had happened in my life, and I've had a few, and I made them worse, and I made my own hell. They were in segments. You know, mm. I could, it took another... 12 years to figure out, you know, how that all fit together and to hear other people say the same things. A lot of them have segments, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and they seem to make sense with things. Like the first scene I, I, I woke to, well, first I had to meet the, the de- demon mm-hmm. that came out of the void. And then I went running for my life because I did no time thought I was dead. Um, you know, because your soul is you. That's your right. personality. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't need a body. It's like a car. You get in and you get out. So I'm wandering around there, and there's this huge bombed-out city like New York or something, and the buildings have fallen down. The windows are blown out. There's concrete and, and fires and people screaming. I mean, it just, boom, there I was, stuck in the middle of all this. And uh, later on, you know, uh, I was able to realize that that was when I was in Santa Cruz, California in 1989, downtown, when we had that horrendous earthquake mm. and mm. Uh, my town fell down and my whole you know, yeah. office was shaking. Things are falling over. I mean, I tried to get home. It was bumper to bumper. The freeway was 
we had to go over part of the freeway that was falling down. And Jeez. I mean, it was horrible. So that was one of the things I took to hell. Um, so, so, so I was going to say, ahead. just before, I guess, before we get into um, more of what your uh, experience was, I get my, how, how did we get to like, what, what was the, what was the accident, I guess, that you were in that led to, to this, to your near death? It was taking care. Of, yeah, I was taking care of my best friend. Okay. Uh, he had leukemia. He was in Seattle at a um, research hospital and mm -hmm. he was 53. We had been engaged for seven years and had split up, but we're still best friends because he mm -hmm. had to go to the East Coast. So I was in Alaska. Anyway, I was with him for nine months day and night around the clock with another woman that we took turns. I was a rundown wreck, I, uh -huh. you know, and then he died, you know, and it, I was just a wreck. So when I went to a concert with a friend, almost everybody had the flu. This is in LA. Oh, okay. yeah. well, and it was well. just like the flu, like COVID, you know, uh -huh. so I got the flu, I got pneumonia and then it went into lung failure. Okay. Hard. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to yeah, get that so out there coma. maybe for, yeah, for our listeners that hadn't had a chance to to look into yeah there was yet, you know so. in a coma they you, you know your soul wanders off yeah and so you don't have to flatline to go on the other side okay gotcha yeah your soul's like yeah the car's parked and we'll take take a walk <laughs> this is boring <laughs> see what's out there yeah okay cool okay so get back. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so you're you basically you've parked the car and your soul is out wandering around and the first scene you come across is essentially a reenactment per se, of the earthquake in Santa Cruz. Among other things. Among other you know? things. And again, I hadn't, I didn't have time to stop and say, gee, I wonder what's going on. No, I right. felt like I was running for my life the whole time. I knew this was really, really bad. Uh, I knew yeah. it didn't make sense, but and I couldn't get out. Right. Can you correlate this time-wise to like is this after you've flatlined after your heart has stopped beating or this is while you're in the coma coma so you're, you're, yeah okay yeah and there's no time on the other side is it an eternal now exactly so a lot can happen in a short period of gone you know of time mm -hmm. i was out for almost three weeks right. but when i got back and tried to figure out how long i had been there i figured about two years i mean it was a wow. long ass Fine. You know, right. I mean, a lot so, went on. Uh, I okay. was glad to get back. Yeah. Well, you know, before, after you took your stroll by the stream to calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, heaven was great. I, yeah. I highly recommend it. <laughs> 10 fact, out of 10 you know, heaven experience. Uh, yeah. And I want, yeah, again, I'm trying to tell people skip the trip. You know, if you don't yeah. believe in hell, you won't go there because God is oh, okay. all loving, all forgiving, and condemns no one. So uh, you do get a life review. I wasn't there long enough to get one, but <laughs> I've heard that they're really kind of fascinating. I mean, you get to see from the time you were conceived to the time you die, so, like yeah. on this big screen and everything is really cool. So the and life flashing before your eyes thing kind of, it's, it's a real thing. That's cool. It's a real thing. And it's, but it's too, too toned. I mean, uh -huh. you get to see everything that you've done. You know, you plan your life, you come down here, you want to learn things. So you want to see how you did. And you get right. to see, I did good there, not so good there. But then they flip this baby around and you get to experience how it was to interact with you. Um, wow. So okay. every single person that you had an interaction with, if you were really kind and nice to them, ooh, you get warm fuzzies. If you 
flipped them off because they bumped into your car, you're going to feel their anger, you're going to feel their pain, you're going to feel their sorrow. So that's, it's not a judgment, it's just you getting to understand um, how you did. Did you learn what you wanted to learn? Uh, and those are, love is the most important thing we're supposed to learn. Okay. I love people well, under any circumstance. So that's good. That's good mm-hmm. like to hear because that's what Alex and I have been saying for a long time. And it's kind of our our tagline at the end of this is just be good to people and love people. And one thing that I've always said, uh, having like left established, you know, denominational religion, and now I'm on a uh, on a journey of of exploring uh, what Norse paganism has to offer. Um, but we've we've always said in is that like Jesus's teachings, his main teachings were just love one, like love me first and then love one another. And that was it. That's just like one and two. So, you know, if, as long as you, we've always kind of said, as long as you live your life in that regard, you're going to be fine. Right. When I came back, I said, you know, I don't want any more thou shalt nots. Give me something I can say every morning. And, and mm-hmm. what's the most important things? And it was be loving, kind, merciful, forgiving, encouraging, grateful, non-judgmental, and useful. So that's my little mantra in the morning. That's so, you know, if you can't remember all that, loving and yeah. kind covers it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> and that, and that's a great mantra. And some of the things that I've done as I've started this, this new uh, journey is that there's not ter- too much terror, like difference between like, christianity and like norse paganism aside outside of the fact obviously that's like it's a pantheon of gods rather than just just one but the teachings between both correlate more so than they did they they differ um the you know norse paganism is a very open and accepting uh religion there was it wasn't like just going out and it's like hating on like hating on people like some people have co-opted uh some of the symbols from Norse paganism as, you know, white supremacy or hate groups and that kind of stuff. But the, the main core of it is just to be, you know, be connected to nature and um, respectful of nature and respectful of people and be helpful and be a part like a productive and, and helpful member of the community. And, and, uh, and to just, you know, be accepting of people. We all, you know, come from different walks of life. There's no reason to not be accepting of, of, of everybody. Absolutely. So it's been interesting to see some of some you know some correlation between both. Well, one of my favorite Bible verses is uh, "God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble," and I think that, and we've talked about this extensively. Apologize for listeners who are like, "Oh boy, here they go again," you know. <laughs> but it it is so true that anything that man humanity gets its hands on has an innate ability to really screw it up you know to really excuse my language fuck it up 10 ways to sunday and i think that's it's funny because the more humans have changed over the years the more they've stayed the same um you know during jesus's time he didn't go to the temples to meet with the rabbis and say okay who's the most high-profiled rabbi in this church, I want to sit down and meet with you. No, he went and found the tax collector. He went and found the fisherman, and he was flipping tables in in the, the merchant areas because they were weighted 
the the weights that they were using to charge people for fish or beans or whatever they were they were weighted in such a way that people were being taken advantage of and paying more for goods than they should have that's a big missed thing that a lot of people don't understand why Jesus was so pissed when he went in there and started flipping tables he's like not only are you doing this in the house that's supposed to be of the lord but you're screwing people over while you're doing it you know so now over time People have found a way, the Joel Olsteins of the world have found a way to say, okay, let me take this message and really spin a little weave with it to get people, to manipulate people what I want them to do. And, and that's, you know, again, the more humanity's changed, the more it's stayed the same over the course of time. And this is what we're living in now. And it's so interesting to to talk to someone who's been to that other side and and really i i don't know how you would verbalize the feelings that you would experience on the other side you know i i don't know that that there's a way and you do it eloquently i i know the answers to most of these questions i'm going to ask you um but i do want for the listeners to be able to to hear them as well um if you had to try to verbalize just that f- feeling of just you know pure love joy acceptance i'm sure you've thought about it a lot how would you how would you verbalize that well the late is tough it's ineffable you know there are no words other than be bliss and joy and love and and (laughs) all that stuff but i you know i was in a dollar store one day and some lady was buying one of those balloons you know with a helium Mm -hmm. and they took this little you know, rubber balloon, and she turned on that thing, and it went whoosh, and it, you know, turned into like 10 times its size, and I thought, that was the feeling. I I was like this little human being, and when I went into heaven, I just went whoosh. I got all (laughs) so full of love, like I thought I was going to pop. It's it's just that, and it's, it's just joy, and everything that's ever happened to you that's been good, times a million. I mean, mm. you don't want to leave, of course, you know, right. when you've got that kind of joy. Um, uh, we're all homesick, man. If you've ever been over yeah. there and come back, it's like, you know, you went to camp and it was really fun and you just want to go back to camp. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. get homesick. You just yeah. really do. And uh, you think, okay, okay, here I am 23 years later, you know, I'm 76 years old. When do I get to go home? When is it going to be enough? But I have to say, no, 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 you're here. You want to get it done right. You don't want to have to come back and do it again. Right. You don't sure. want your best friend to kick you out yet again. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to get my hands on him. I mean, we, <laughs> <laughs> we, we always were playing tricks on each other. I mean, and the last one, I got him really good. So I'm sure when they said, everybody's going, I'm not going to be the one to tell her. I'm not going to be the one to tell her. So, I'm I'll do it. She's got one coming. Do it. Come on. So, yeah, we we got a little score to settle. So, (laughs) so, um, so it's with your experience there, could you say that, that like the experience in heaven is kind of tailored to, to you in in such a way of like kind of how, like in, in the opposite way that like hell was for your like experiences down there? Or is it kind of just like a one experience for all? Well, I can't really answer that, but yeah, I can yeah, say I know that, you weren't there super long, yeah, obviously, but like, I, you know, I you made my anything. own hell, you know, uh-huh. so I, 
there is no one size fits all for hell. It's going to be something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to me planning it, I mean, I we plan everything that happens here. And uh, one of the things that I learned from a lady who she's like the queen of distressing near death experiences. She knows everything. Um, she says, we're the brave souls. It took a really brave soul to say, okay, somebody's got to do this. They've got to go go to have this experience, come back, and then go out and tell people, you know, again, skip the trip, mm-hmm. uh, not to do it. So I now see that experience is the best thing that ever happened. You know, I was stuck in this rut of not believing of, you know, just mishmashing around, not knowing what to expect, but, but thinking it was going to be terrible. That was always hanging over my head. I had a little daughter who died when she was two days old. I mean, I mm. wouldn't let them operate till they baptized her because I was scared to death. I'd never yeah. see her again. I mean, yeah, much fear in my life. But now, you know, anything that happens, I planned it. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer a victim. I planned it. I just say, well, that screwed up. I wonder what I wanted to learn on that, you know, but I don't blame God. I don't mm-hmm. blame anybody for what's going on in my life. It's very freeing. You know, I don't recommend learning it this way. Take <laughs> yeah, my, don't don't learn it the my, hard way. Take, take my advice and, and, and you know, um, yeah, we're just here for a short time and uh, we're, le- we're learning how to be loving and kind. Mm. And when we get when we get home and another thing I've heard is like, uh, this is the toughest gig. I mean, when you reincarnate, you can go anywhere and be anything. But to come to Earth is a toughie. Mm. It's, it's it's tough down here. Just That's... like you said a few minutes ago, it never gets any better. But yeah. um, I think it is getting better. There's more and more people who are becoming enlightened with quotes, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and trying. And I think it'll, it'll tip the scale one of these days, but it'll never be perfect on Earth. This is not heaven. This right. is school. Okay, gotcha. It- there's a question that's burning a hole in my pocket and that's it it relates to that and um and that hell experience that you've that you experienced and that's one thing the whole aspect of hell heaven hell theologically i have a hard time wrapping my brain around because if we're all made in god's likeness and and he created all of us and god is free with from sin then you know, then how do we sin in such a way that puts us away from God? And then that's where the free will thing comes into play and blah, blah, blah. You, you could do four hours on heaven and hell. And you, you could get a <laughs> headache for that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I know. You know, Trust number me. one, we, you're right. We got little tiny earth brains. You know, they're little tiny and and eternity and all of that stuff. We we There's no way we can figure that out. Right. Um, but. But God is all loving and all forgiving, period. God is love and energy. That's all God is, just love and energy. And we are part of God. Our souls are pieces of God. That energy, whatever, dark matter, whatever, we're, we're part of God. God can't hate God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we, it's, 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 it's wrong to say that we can be separated from God unless we take our free will and say, I don't want to be next to God, you know, yeah. there is, you know, there's positive energy, there's negative energy. So there's negative energy somewhere. Right. Um, it, there's not really a hell, but there, there might be a spot where people hang out that really don't, for some reason, want, they can't get into heaven because they won't let go of their anger. Or they. Oh, no, we lost her. 
That's oh, unfortunate. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Right when it was getting good, too. I know. I was, I, I had a perfect transition question. Oh, she's, yeah, really. I'm, am I, I'm back. You're back. Yes? She's no. back. Yep. You're back. Yep. Oh, it was getting good. You know, and then it just kicked you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, uh oh, now I can't see you anymore. Oh, no. Uh oh. Uh, let me see if I can camera. go back here. You can hear me. Yeah, we can hear yep. you for sure. Okay. Well, we're not, are we audio too? I mean, video? Yeah. Uh, your video oh. is not on, so, but. Uh, well, you know what? Let me just tell you that um, when you come back from over there, you've got extra energy. And this happens to me a lot. Um, or anybody that's had a near-death experience. They have trouble with um, podcasts and lights going out. And some people can't even wear a watch. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> so when I get all, when I get kind of cranked up sometimes, I think my energy kind of hits, knocks things out. Um, so anyway... Where was I? <laughs> you, everything that you say, I'm just like, I, it, I, it's just feeding my soul. Like, honestly, cool. it's the, the more I'm a very curious person and, mm -hmm. uh, I, I've, I've done a lot of meditation practices, hundred plus days sober now found meditation in my sobriety, uh, almost kind of to stop me from going crazy. Um, yeah. And uh, sensory deprivation tanks, I go once a month. And uh, I was in this one uh, meditation, one of my very first ones, and I was deep into this meditation and, and found a, a, a spirit guide, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And uh, literally, it was it was kind of in the form of an angel and just walked up to me and just gave me a hug and said, it's going to be okay, just relax. And I, it was like... And I was asking, like, but why am I here? What is what's the purpose of all this? And she's like, just relax. It's going to be OK. Like almost to say you don't need to know, like you're 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 putting the cart before the horse, you know, just just be just relax. And the more that I've not heeded that advice, well, heeded the advice, but at the same time, still kind of in pursuit of you know, trying to figure it all out and, and what can I do best to, to help my time on this planet and, and to serve the creator, whether that's God or Buddha or, you know, whoever that is. Um, but one question I had to, to tail off of that, that last one about the heaven and the hell, do you think that there are some people that are, are so wound up in their own hatred anguish that that never leave that place of the quote-unquote proverbial hell that never get to experience the other side or, or I, it's it's hard for me to see some of the just like pure evil in the world and, and it's very rare cases i i would say it's you know very few and far between even but there are just some cases of pure evil on this planet and sometimes it's kind of hard for me to realize or justify that person, you know, not living, you know, in any sort of joy or goodness whatsoever to experience that on the other side. But then my brain kicks in and say, well, who are you to judge? You know, that's that's not you're not on the judge and jury. Um, but but at the same time, again, I'll just ask you, do you think there are some people who experience that that, that hatred, that evil here? That on the other side never get to experience that that pure joy blissfulness state. 
Just so you're aware, Kathy, you are mute. Oh, there we go. We figured it out. Gotcha. Yeah. Allow, yeah, I was trying to get back in. Oh, no um, worries. I wonder if I push this button again if I'll get back. There you go. Ta-da! There we go. Okay. Um, all right. Everybody kind of brings up Hitler, right? Uh-huh. So imagine <laughs> they do. That's the most evil uh, person in the world. So honestly, that wasn't the, the example I was using in my brain, but that's a good example. There you go. That, yeah, there's a good yeah. example. Okay. So, uh, you got Hitler. He's having his life review, right? Mm-hmm. And he is feeling every single bit of pain and horror and despair and agony that all those millions of people yeah i would not want to be him during his life review. you know he's probably still doing his life review you know i mean how how (laughs) would be a long one through something like that so how could you give him any more punishment than to see or for him to feel what he did on this earth Mm -hmm. um god doesn't have to touch him i mean if he gets to go through all of that not only those people but their families what they all went through so i don't worry about it um it's, it's going to be okay. Uh, it's not for us to worry about. We just have to worry, not worry, but we just have to take care of ourselves. And um, I hope that helps. Oh, another one thing. Sorry about that. Somebody did tell me um, that if you can't get through your life review, you can't go in. Mm. you got to stay there. And that's there. where the thing where the, with the negativity, if you can't go in, I mean, you have free will to go through that review and then leave all that muck behind and then you can go in. But if, if you say, no, no, I'm not sorry for that or whatever, just stay out there and of your own volition. Interesting. Huh. Uh, I had another question. So I know you mentioned uh, just super briefly reincarnation earlier. So is that, yeah. um, is that like a for real thing? Like it's definitely possible to be like reincarnated either again back on Earth or or where else or wherever else. I've had I've had heard so many people. They all say, "Yeah, it, I mean, your energy, your 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 eternal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can go any place you want. It's not like you're sent anywhere." And that's um, the the interesting thing for me is, I know I've heard a lot of people don't want to come back here. You know, mm-hmm. I'll go anywhere, but don't send me back here. I'm not send you, but but pick it. You know, I'll have to wait right. and see. Some people say you can get a vacation life every now and then. You know, it's one of those people you know where everything goes their way. You know, they just kind of they get married, they live in the same house, they got a job. They you know they live, they die, and 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 nothing ever happens. And they said this time I want a vacation life, or uh, now they're saying aliens. There are, is no such thing as aliens. If we're all part of God, they are too. So they decided to live on uh, Pluto or uh, be giant greys or whatever. So I'm kind of thinking, you know, I, I watch a lot of Gaia. I'm kind of thinking which planet I might want to go to next. Yeah. Get out of Earth. You betcha. Part of the Space Federation, you know? Right. Sign me up for the alien reincarnation. Alex is so keyed in on aliens, so that's interesting. Oh, I know. I think it'd be a blast. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, and I I think, you know, now with the the amount of documented cases that there are of, you know, quote-unquote reincarnations, I think it's hard hard to argue against it at this stage of the game you know with with these children who come back and 
that's another one of the episodes in that uh, show I was talking about earlier, Surviving Death, is, um, you know, these kids come back, and one in particular was telling of, of how he used to fly these fighter jets and how, you know, his, his war partner was was killed on the battlefield and, um, you know, describing this individual in great detail and, you know, down to the date, down to where he was buried, you know, and, and they can trace this this gentleman that he's speaking about. And then you can tell when he gets too into the weeds, he kind of freaks himself out and then, you know, backs out of it. But and that's one of dozens and dozens and dozens of this cases. It gives you the chills, doesn't it? I mean, it, you, yeah, you I mean, you can't refute that. I mean. that's the thing is how you know it's not like dad i mean i guess in some crazy world dad could have been training this kid from birth to recount this story you know i guess you could maybe in some uh, some world say well it's all for public but no be you know not the the number of these things that happen yeah no No. I, i don't know if you've ever had a past life regression that's very interesting it really is um I was an alien once, you know, uh, it was really fun. I was, it was kind of boring. I was in this spaceship and I just went, my, I was, my job was to go around earth and, um, you know, I, I just, all my little instruments and stuff, just, uh, there's a lot of aliens that just keep an eye on us and see if we set off an atomic bomb or something. I don't know. It was just kind of yeah. trippy. You that's know? interesting. Yeah, so that's interesting because when I did one of my uh, readings with with Emily, um, she she told me that like I have like you know my spirit guide is just kind of basically like this just big hulking like Viking um, <laughs> guy, and she was like in she's like I don't know if you know take it for what you will if you believe in past lives or not, but like in a past life this guy was probably your friend, and you guys like went and did like did stuff together. And so I was like, well, I have no reason not to believe this. And I think it's pretty cool that I guess in like a past life, I was just like this Norse Viking and me and my ginormous freaking friend <laughs> just went around and did Viking stuff, which is yeah. kind of what sent me on this, like, you know, this the path of, of exploring what, you know, Norse paganism is and what it has to offer yeah. and stuff. And that it's also interesting that, again, that, you know, we've talked about reincarnation for a little while. And I've kind of had this little thought that's just kind of hung out with me for a long time is that that maybe no like no one religion is right but it's all different segments of the same one that people just decided to focus on rather than you know we all just meld it all together and it just makes up what actually is so you know like the the uh probably gonna get this wrong either like the hindus or the buddhists that you know believe in reincarnation you know that's one aspect that you know is apparently true and then maybe um some of the other uh you know far east religions are also like that's their stuff ties in as well as along with you know christianity and islam and and whatever other um heathen and folk religions that that were abounding back in the day as well it's just all kind of one thing and it's all the same god and we just choose to worship the same god in a different way that makes sense for where we grew up culturally right that's that's absolutely right and the caveat there is if if your religion is teaching you that you're going to go to hell or if you don't believe such and such you're going to go to hell Mm -hmm. or that person over there doesn't believe what we do they're going to go to hell it's bullshit and run Mm. Uh, that is not not where you need to be because Just that's not true. God probably doesn't, doesn't condemn anybody. 
It's probably why I took a, a large leap away from established like Christianity as a religion. Because more often than not, when you go to church in that sect, it's just like, well, you better live a good life and you better do this, 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 and this. Otherwise, it's hell for you, dude. And yeah. all they ever preach is brimstone and fire for, and it's like, I don't think that's true. Like there's so much else in the Bible that says that, you know, God is, is loving and stuff. And it's, it, they just pull out the, the worst parts of when, you know, God or, you know, the creator had to bring down actual judgment because people were really messing it up and they just kind of latched uh, onto that. Careful. You gotta be careful. The Bible, I don't believe, is what people think it is. Yeah. I've done a lot of reading on it, and it, I, mm -hmm. uh, there's, uh, you know, that's that's not where I put my. Uh, there's three things in the Bible I accept: uh, mm -hmm. the Sermon on the Mount, the um, Prodigal Son, and uh -huh. the Good Samaritan. Yep. Uh, those are all loving, positive things, uh, but but. Uh, Nope. <laughs> yeah, and it, I think it also it goes back to what Alex um, said earlier: is that man got its hand, got our hands on it, and twisted it, and it got so far removed from what it actually was in the beginning that now we, who knows what it actually said when it was first written. Well, there's a couple of good books out there that uh, would will give you a heads up on that. Um, um, the new book of early Christianity is about this thick, but it's very good. And I'm reading another one now um, about who is Jesus. Mm. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. It's it's funny because that's one of the things that I I point to from the Bible very frequently, and it's it's interesting in these conversations because my atheist friends don't like to talk to me about it because they're like oh, they get frustrated, and then my true devout Christian friends don't like to talk to me about it because they're like oh you know like <laughs> somewhere in the middle is the truth. Yeah. You know, when they when they brought the adulterer to Jesus and they said, hey, in the book, it says we got a stoner. You know, that's just the way it is. She's cheating on her husband. We got a stoner. And again, if you're just reading from that scripture and obeying scripture, you would say, OK, yeah, that's what Jesus would have said. OK, boys, let's go pick up the stones. Let's get to it. Instead, he says, you know, he who's without, you know, sin casts the first stone. It, he directly violated orders from the Bible. If you're looking at it just true black and white, mm -hmm. but but there again, it's it's more to say another one of my favorite uh, uh, quotes from Jesus is when the disciples are all sitting around and, you know, who's the best disciple, Jesus? Come on, tell us, tell us, who's the best one? Who's the most loyal follower? You know, a bunch of dudes sitting around like, all right, who's the best, you know? He picks up the child and says, you see this child? This child is, is the closest thing to heaven in this room right here. And, and what does that child have other than just innocence and purity towards, you know, hasn't been around enough to be corrupted to the world, mm -hmm. you know? And, and again, like you just said very eloquently, you have to be really careful when you're getting into the weeds of the Bible and, and what was crafted and what was interpreted in such a way to have some distinct advantages taken from that scripture you know hey you got to tithe you got to tithe to the church god said god said you got to give us your money well when did jesus say that yeah what what passage yeah. did jesus say you got to give the church your money because i don't know i can't i can't find it 
you know no but you 10 percent 10 percent that's just what it is you got to tie yeah. to the church so you we yeah, can build another softball to, um, field have like, a power over people yeah you know? yeah 100 and it's 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 gotten to have too many man-made rules mm -hmm. uh the spirit has gone out. Yeah. And just another thing Alex and I have talked about on this before is that like the church has latched onto so many things from the old Testament that they forgot that when Jesus came down, he was like, you don't live by this anymore. This was old rules. You don't got to do that anymore. This was right. rules, a set of rules for a certain time period. And that's what made sense there. But times have changed and we don't have to do that anymore. Love one another. That's the, again, like, yeah, like we said earlier, love, love one another. There's like, you know, his one or two, love me, love one another. That's it. That's all you had to do. You don't have to do all this other mess. Like the Catholics were the, like one of the worst about it. Cause they used to have that slogan. That was every time a coin in the coffer rings, a soul from purgatory springs. And everybody was like, Oh Lord, I got to get my family out of purgatory. Ding, 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 ding. And there goes all the coins. And the church was like, <laughs> silly sheep. I, and, I never heard that one. That's yeah. hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> no, every time I went by a, a cemetery, I'd always say prayers for the people in purgatory. And I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, when I get to heaven, they're all going to be around saying, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to now I'm going to get to heaven. They're going to say, well, it was nice of you to pray, but we've been here the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of us, but I've been having a party yeah, the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, really sweet. Yeah. Kathy, I have a question. Um, do you ever get met with skepticism as far as like your story? And how do you, I, I feel like if I were, were in your shoes and I'd experienced what you'd experienced and was met with skepticism, it would like borderline infuriate me. Um, <laughs> how do you deal with that? What's, what's your, you know, what's your experience with that? I'll leave it at well, you know, um, I'm not here to change anybody's mind. I'm just sharing what I learned. So Amen. when I meet somebody who says, uh, you know, they're an atheist or that, you know, the Bible says this or that. And I just say, you're in for a nice surprise. Because mm -hmm. it's not what you think. <laughs> and yeah. you can live your life like that, you know, but you're going to go up there and say, oh, man. <laughs> Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> um, it was that easy? I mean, I didn't have to do this if I just love one another. Um, yeah, they say with the, with the life review, I mean, when, just it's the little things. They don't care if you got a PhD. They don't care if you're a millionaire. But you've helped an old lady across the street, and they're going to say, wow, that was nice. You know, those are the things that count, the little things that mm -hmm. anybody can do. And and it, it brings it all kind of back into focus. Right. Um, here. I do. So I have um, another question. So uh, you said earlier that, uh, you know, if you don't believe in hell, then like you're not going to go, which I thought is like super interesting. So kind of, <laughs> so kind of like, I guess off of that, um, you know, with like demons and stuff. So I've talked about this before, but I had an experience once where um, I was around an individual who was, uh, and I will say this until the day I die, uh, was possessed. Um, we were you know, in church and in the, in the Sunday school and this dude just all of a sudden just started going off and like possession and the demon was trying to come out and everything. And I had the feeling while that was going on that there was just, just massive weight had just settled over the room. And once I left the room, then it was like the weight had lifted and I could breathe again. It was very, 
it was it was crazy. It was tra- traumatizing um, because you know, I mean, I still, I when I watch possession movie, I get freaked out all over again because it's like I'm reliving it. But I'm a glutton for punishment, so I'll still watch them. Um, <laughs> so you know, I guess given that, so what? Um, I guess what do you have to say in in like in that regard? Um, There's based off evil. of that, yeah, there, there is there is evil. I don't know what it is, but boy, since I've been back, I stay away from any show like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to invite that sort of energy in. It's energy. I mean, there's positive energy and negative energy, and uh, don't you know? Just don't go there. I wouldn't go to those movies and stuff where they have anything to do with devils or demons. I, um, it, it was just uh, too awful where mm-hmm. I was because I, I guess I invited that energy in, and um, stay away from it. Yeah. Uh, Bad news. Yeah. But, I, and that's that heaviness. I'm, you know, sometimes I'll be around a person that's heavy like that and I yeah. got to get away. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to have it attached Anything to me to at do all. with it, yeah. Mm-mm. I, I think it goes back to what we said to where we don't, we don't understand it all and, and we're not intended to understand it all. Um, and also goes back to, you know, whether you want to call it, buddhist or islamic or christianity you know we especially my generation that grew up you know basically in the age of the internet thinks oh well why why wouldn't those people just look it up just look it up well they were basically all playing a giant game of telephone around the world you know so there are there are common strands of you know such things as reincarnation and you know things that recur and one of the recurring things was there was always some sort of war, good versus evil, positive energy versus negative energy. And and I don't know exactly what happened, and I don't think we're ever going to know exactly what happened until we get to the other side. And maybe we won't. Maybe we'll be so fascinated and have so many other good things to think about that that's just all kind of in the background and you don't have a Probably need Probably so. It. Probably so. It's, there's no negative energy up there, so it's it's not even... But the the idea of uh, there is definitely a very distinct evil heaviness that exists within our realm, within that that spiritual realm that I I can't put my finger on. But uh, and I don't again, I don't think we know where it comes from or or will ever know where it comes from. But there it, it definitely exists. And I've. I'm in direct in-home sales, so I, I meet a lot of people, and I'm in a lot of people's homes. And it was a couple of weeks ago, like, just in this guy's house, and I just, just, it made me feel like, feel like I want to throw up, you know? Mm. And, like, getting, uh, like, my vision is skewed, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but I do not want to be here. I, I don't know what he's involved in. I obviously I don't know him from Adam, but I I have been said and have known to have some sort of a I'm not a psychic or a median, but somewhat in touch with that side of the realm. Mm-hmm. And I it's very rare, but every now and then you you feel that on somebody and mm-hmm. you, Kathy, having come back from that. Yeah. experience that you had um that's another very common thing as i'm sure you know with near-death survivors is you come back with a touch more or maybe more than a touch more of that gift 
after you've been on the other side. You don't come back just the same way you were when oh, you no. left. <laughs> you're totally yeah. changed. Yeah. 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 You yeah. You're a lot more sensitive. Uh, there's more of a, I've got a thing. Yeah. I know when people are lying to me or, or mm-hmm. want to talk, but they're afraid to. I mean, this happens on airplanes all the time. You know, people will sit down and I'll, I just read my Kindle, you know, and, and I can just feel something's going on with that person and uh, they'll start talking and I'll say, what's going on? And, oh, I just came from my mom's funeral, you know, Oof. and I'm just mm-hmm. bereft, you know, yeah. I've had that happen so many times. And so for two hours, I, I, I talk to them and then they get off and they say, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't run into you today. That's always my cue that mm-hmm. I, I, I was supposed to talk to that person. It, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful gift. And we can all do that. We can yeah. all be more sensitive and, and, and compassionate. Yeah. And 100%. probably part of the reason why your job on this earth wasn't done yet. You know, why you right. didn't get to stay I in paradise. I signed up for this, so here I am. <laughs> yeah. and, and, it's, and, you know, it's fun. As long I always know I'm on the right track because it's fun. Like with you guys. this yeah. You found me, you know, and I looked at your show and I thought, yeah, these guys are great. I don't go on every show. And, yeah. and then you go oh, and you have you. fun and it's loose and, and uh, loving and kind. And, and uh, we're helping people that, that are listening to the show. So it's not hard. I mean, I love having this job. Yeah. That's good. I think this is my 108th podcast. Dang. Oh, wow. In the last two and a half years. Yeah. I mean, they, I've Busy got lady. four more I'm going to do. I, that's, that's just my mission. Because when I got back and I couldn't move or talk or do anything, mm-hmm. I thought, how am I going to do this? And then the whole COVID thing with the, yep. with the podcast. Oh my gosh, that's how, you know, I don't even have to leave the house. It's cool. It's yeah, it's cool. Technology has definitely opened many doors to reach many yeah. different people. Shout out to our seven listen- listeners out in Brussels. Oh, wow. Yes. I We have, a. they were hot on the download again last, last Monday. Every single time I, I post it up and there's those seven people in Brussels that, the download. How cool is that? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. If we ever have a, if we ever have a what in the world like podcast meetup, I'm sure those seven friends from over there are going to be the first ones to buy tickets to wherever. And I, keep, I would I keep love waiting to meet for that them. message on Instagram to be like, "It's us, it's us." But yeah, anyway, um, oh, maybe wow. one day. That's cool. Maybe yeah. one day. Well, and it it is uh, to hear your story. You know, is is vital i think because although it you can't convince everybody and and there are going to be the skeptics of the world out there um i think it is really important you know we we live in a a world where quote unquote we don't see the modern day miracles you know jesus isn't raising lazarus from the dead in the temple you know but there are so many miracles that exist around us every single day they're just not viewed like miracles you know and and your story, I would say, would be one of those where you just get that little touch of heaven. You just get that little touch of the other side, and and want to share that. And and from what I've heard so far, the the main idea, the main you know message behind that is, guys, it's okay. Just everybody take a deep breath and be nice to each other. You know, yeah, just it's be gonna good be okay. to each other. You planned it and you're you you've you've got a good ending to it. So you figure it out by the time you get squared away, it's all gonna be okay. Yeah. Lighten up. <laughs> Which I, I get chills hearing you say that because that's almost verbatim what that spirit 
guide, whatever you want to call it in that meditation session said to me, I mean, it was just almost exactly like that, which again is, and then we find you and then we're interviewing you, you know, it's almost like, okay, yeah. it is okay. That's you synchronicity. Know? See, that's the synchronicity. Exactly. Yeah. We exactly. meant to do this. We planned this before we came down here. All three mm -hmm. of us says, Hey, let's just, <laughs> Let's just bump shoulders about an hour or so when we're when we go this this trip. Okay. <laughs> Which is such a it's such just a cool thought to like that that's like yeah. that's what happened. It's it's super cool. Yeah. You know, and and anybody if you are skeptical and if you come across this podcast and you are skeptical, I would urge you to read the dozens of near death experience stories, you know, um Kathy's or um there's there's, thousands there's, of them. <laughs> there's one very famous one for me that i really i think is irrefutable to where this woman was major cardiac arrest flat lines on the table doctors are working on her frantically and as this is happening she says that she leaves her body and she's walking around the operating room watching the doctors operate on her and then she kind of goes somewhere else to a very similar realm, like what you're talking about, you know, where it's basically just like the balloon thing is a great example. Uh, when you said that, you know, it would would be very similar to, I think, something she would describe um, and then has to come back. And then as she comes back, she's telling everybody she saw the doctors working on her describing in great detail the tools that they were using to work on her that, you know, no person who's never been in an operating room wouldn't be able to describe those tools. You know, you just wouldn't be able to. And even the doctors are saying, you know, I wasn't a believer of any of this before, but I don't know how she would be able to recount that in such great detail like she did. Yeah. Um, the Heaven is for Real book was very popular also about that that child that had that the child, experience. I love and, it, yeah. I love it too. And uh again, I think that we get these these little touches of heaven, these these modern day miracles. And so many people are so quick to say, Oh, that's just neurons firing in the brain after you know, after death. Which that's largely been debunked as well, because mm -hmm. if your brain and your heart are connected and your heart is not beating anymore how is your brain still, how are the two still functioning? I'm not smart enough to describe it, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of doctors that are now pretty much putting a, a kibosh on that too, saying, no, that doesn't really justify or explain these encounters these people are having. And I think it's just to go to say, to give us, a, again, maybe a little peace of mind, a, a little whatever it is to say, hey, listen, it's going to be okay. And there's there's things here you can't explain and you're not meant to explain them and um i think i've kind of accessed that realm throughout dreams before this is another question that i had for you um uh, growing up you know i always heard the stories of oh this person died and then they came to me in a dream and you know and I saw them and I always used to think, well, that's nice. And if that helps that person cope, you know, uh, that's that's very nice. But I don't think you're going to see them in your dreams, you know, especially if heaven is a place. I think they're a little preoccupied with what's going on to come see you in a dream. Until I had a friend, a, a boss, actually, um, 
pass away very unexpectedly, very suddenly. Um, the way things finish for us at work, you know, I never really hated him or anything, but was such a good friend. And I always felt kind of shorted by him in this position, blah, blah, blah. Things didn't end on great terms. He ends up dropping dead one day. I feel some level of guilt about um, how everything happened. I never got to say, see you later, or I'm sorry for any of that, blah, blah, blah. Go to his funeral, and a couple weeks later, this particular individual um, had one fully functional leg, and the other leg, he was an amputee from the knee down. And uh, I'm having a dream that I'm in the supermarket with my mom. And we're standing in line to check out. And she says, hey, I forgot to grab bread. Will you run and grab bread real quick? I'm like, yeah. So dream, I'll find it, walking my way down the aisle. And I turn down an aisle. And there's my buddy. Dennis is his name. It brings me chills to this day. He's standing there. He's got that shit-eating grin on his face. He's looking at me like at no words exchanged. But I just know he's telling me like, hey, man, it's cool. Like, we're we're fine. And I look at his legs, again, chills, and he's got two perfectly functioning legs, you know, all the way, you know, just, and I woke up immediately, didn't finish the dream, I woke up immediately and was like, that was not a normal dream. That was no, that was not my brain telling me, hey, you need to have this dream to make you feel better about the dentist situation. That was real. That just happened. Like, and I don't know how you access it. I don't know how it all works, but I'm a firm believer that that there is some sort of dream state that you can, they can communicate with you or you can communicate with them. And uh, I just, like I said, uh, nobody could ever change my mind. That's called lucid dreaming. And um, I've had, oh, had that several times. And and you, uh, I, I had that heaven feeling when when I was seeing them. It was just a joy, just a, yes. a, a complete joy. And like you say, you're just tingling with excitement, and then you wake up, and it's, again, like the balloon kind of loses its, its, its juice. And I think, oh, I was so glad that they came to visit. You know, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a visitation. And they're with you all the time. I mean, my dad died of COVID a couple of years ago. He was 97. But... Um, I keep his picture holding my book over <laughs> over my computer. He's in his Navy outfit with pictures of his planes in the background. It's really cool um, uh, because he wrote the first um, chapter of my book. But when he comes, it's just such a joy. And and I and when he's not in a dream, I still feel him. I mean, I seriously can say, okay. I cannot find my phone or whatever it is. And I'll just mm-hmm. get quiet and say, dad, I need some help. And I will, I will feel or see or hear, you know, where it is. And I go find it. I mean, he's with me a lot. Um, we were really close. And so I'm very grateful. In fact, nobody believes, well, very few people. He sent me an email. He's, he passed away. And I've got it up there. Uh, it was a couple of months after he died. And my mom and I, she's got dementia. And she forgot my name. She, uh, My name is Mary Kathleen. I was My dad named me after my mom, his mom, Mary. My mother couldn't stand her. So she always called me <laughs> Kathy. So <laughs> that's, that's just always the way it is, right? So anyway, um, 
my sister was writing a check out and she put it to Kathy McDaniel. And I says, oh, for a check, you have to put Mary McDaniel. I have trouble. And my mom says, why Mary? And I says, because that's my name. No, it's not. I'd never name you Mary. I says, yes, you did. I says, dad named me Mary. No, I did not. So I get home and two <laughs> days later, here comes an email from my dad. I'm looking at it. And the only thing on it, it just says Mary. He was reiterating, yes, I named you Mary and that's wow. your name. Wow. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, that is when cool. I saw wow. I, when I saw the email address up there, I'm sure it was one of those things where he got hacked, you know, or something. Mm -hmm. But you know, two days later, and to put Mary on there, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah so that was got printed it out and got up in the wall. Yeah, There's a that's... lot of stuff we don't know about, but they're there all the time. And I love the fact that the pets are all there too. Everybody talks about their dogs and cats and mm. birds. And stuff and because they're all part of god too you know um, you hear that little buddy i'm gonna see you later that's right <laughs> i got my my grand dog sammy he's a golden retriever he's gonna be the first thing i see and then we're gonna go tell pat give him our mind <laughs> for throwing us yeah but no going uh going off of you know they're always with you uh my granddad on my dad's side died a couple of years ago right around christmas time and uh <clears throat> right after well not yeah not too long after uh he passed i had my first reading with with emily but uh i was always a little like uh i i was bummed because we you know we lived down there i lived down there in australia when i was from four to seven and then when we moved back to the states i never we never got a chance to go back and see him so it was always kind of hanging around me like after he died that i was like i was really bummed i didn't get to see them again before he died um and for a little while I kept catching like a, it was just always out of the corner of my eye, just like the a shadow of a figure just walking like around my house. Uh, I would <laughs> see, you know, coming out of like my bedroom and walking down the hallway and stuff. And I would always go look real fast. And I was like, what the heck was that? Um, and like my dog never freaked out about it or anything like that. Cause you know, it's one of those things, you know, your pets usually freak out if it's not like, if it's, uh, if it's not benign. And, uh, mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, that's super strange. And I had my reading with Emily and she's like, yeah, your granddad's been hanging around. He's just, you know, he's checking on you and just seeing how you're doing. And he just, you know, he wants you to know that like, it's, it's fine. And that, you know, it's, it's okay that you guys didn't get to say goodbye. Cause he's still here just hanging around with you. He, he, he pops in to check, to check on you every now and then, which is true. Cause every now and then I'll catch out the corner of my eye. Granddad's just walking around the house, just checking on me, just seeing what's going on. Nice? So it's, it's nice. It, it gave me a, a, a really good sense of peace to know that that he was around and that he was doing that um mm -hmm. because i was torn up for a little while being not 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 being able to say goodbye but it's right it was very comforting to know that like he pops in from time to time just to check on check on me and and see you know how it's going and then my most recent uh reading with emily she was like yeah he just says you know go out live your life and have fun that's all he it's just what he wants for you to do and i was like okay. say less granddad <laughs> <laughs> That's super. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely a firm believer of, 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 uh, you know, spirits in your past relatives or whatever, just like hanging around and coming to see you mm -hmm. and checking out. I'm going to do that <laughs> when, yeah. I, when I come well, back. And that's what I'm my mom to told me too. She was like, you know, if, what if the time comes when I die, you know, she's, you ever smell like cookies baking or something like that? Just, uh -huh. you know, that's me. I'm 
you know, coming to check on you or you know, or whatever. And I was like, okay, mom, it's you still got still got a while to go. Don't don't do this yeah, to me right don't now. Leave yet. <laughs> Make real. We have, you know? we have yeah. I was like, <laughs> we've got at least another forty years. Like, okay, calm down. My my mother and I have a strict agreement that whoever gets there first, we're gonna find a way to let the other one know. And she's like, and it can't be you. It has to be me. I'm like. <clears throat> okay you know of course i I don't think we really plan it i don't know how that all works but i if i make it there first i will i can assure you i I will do everything in my power to let you know yeah everything's cool on the other side and if you get there first you gotta let me know you know so (laughs) it'll happen it will there's lots of uh you know you want to talk about more stories i was listening to a guy talk about how his son died tragically in a car accident and how he was so mad at god about it and very firm in his christianity about you know spirits and things you know once they're gone they're in heaven and you know they're you don't reach out to spirits you know because that's necromancy or whatever and Mm -hmm. Um, they had this joke about dimes for whatever reason, coins, dimes in their house. And after he passed, the mom would find dimes in just random places. And the dad got so tired of hearing about it. He's like, stop with the dimes. Like it, it's all a coincidence. And now, you know, it's, it's correlation, not causation or whatever, you know, now you're just paying attention to it. And one day he, uh, he heard, kind of like a voice in his head like hey turn around and look on the dresser <clears throat> and in his head he said let me guess it's a dime and that voice in his head he said he heard it his son say no actually it's a penny and he turns <laughs> around and just in the middle it was a penny and he was like oh, okay yeah. all right all right well i give you in win. i'm done <laughs> you win i i'll look for the damn dimes i guess <laughs> right which and like so this is another thing that like that I, I love this talk this this segment we've like we've been on but it also correlates to there's a big um uh a part of norse paganism is ancestor worship and they believe that you know you can still commune with your ancestors i think that's just like one part of like that religion that like had broken off but that still kind of fits into the larger puzzle of like religion as a whole and the different pieces that got scattered around um because that was a big it's a big part that they they uh at least way back in the day and i don't know how prevalent it is now but they used to go sit on top of the grave mounds the burial mounds of their ancestors and just you know have a talk with them mm-hmm. and they would you know people come back and be like yeah just you know, having a talk with dad basically and yeah. They would go to seek them for like guidance and stuff like that, or they would leave, you know, they would leave offerings around and then they would get something back in return maybe or whatever. But yeah, I think it's, it's all connected. And I, this, this interview has solidified more for me that everything, it's all connected and it's just how more so that's kind of just into nuances of how you want to practice it or believe it as it fits for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a lot of leeway. Mm-hmm. We really do. When we come back, everybody says they're spiritual, not religious anymore. Yeah. They just can't do the religion anymore. Yeah. And I think that's restrictive and and exclusive and can't do it. Yeah. And I think that's where I got to before taking the hard lesson. Uh, Thankfully, for once in my life, I didn't have to take the hard lesson. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think that's where I got to is now I'm just more spiritual than 
than anything else. And like, yes, I'm mm-hmm. on like, you know, the Norse pagan path, but it's not like a, an established like religion. It's more about spirituality. Curiosity. And just, and, and curiosity. Yeah, you but take it's the good, good stuff here and the good mm-hmm. stuff from there. And um, oh, it's all good. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, this was one of the things that uh, Emily, again, I know I keep referencing her a lot, but I wholeheartedly believe I'm a believer in, in her gift. Uh, but she's, she's told me that I'm very connected to the spiritual side of things and then that I should nurture that side more, which is the main reason I'm, I'm on the little mm. journey I am now. She's like, yeah, through everything, your past lives, your background, that you have this current life and stuff, you're just, you're very connected and you mm. should explore that more. So Awesome. It's nice to have that direction so yeah. young. It, yeah, yeah. It, it is. And and I think the same goes for Alex. She's told Alex in, in either the same words or slightly different words that he's connected as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing a, a great service out there. Um, hopefully uh, you'll get more and more people. And uh, you're doing good. You're doing the right thing. Thank you. It's nice to find your purpose. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do, you know, one day at a time. Just try to be a little bit better than you were the day before. Try to make somebody's life better. It's true. And that whole thing about sin, it's Mm -hmm. it's not real. Human beings make mistakes, and sometimes they choose to do things that that are, you know, not, you know, they'll be in the life review. Anytime now somebody (laughs) irritates me or does something, I say, yeah, that'd be great in your life review, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that one when you get to my segment. Uh, yeah, yeah. I recently heard it described more as there's no good or bad. There's more positive energy and negative energy. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of times you this particular example they were using of, you know, if you're from a poor neighborhood and you're selling drugs on the street because that's all you know and that's what you do to get by and then you end up in a gang shooting someday and you take someone else's life, you know, that's really easy to say, oh, well, that's bad, you know. Well, we can all agree that taking someone's life isn't good, but that's a little bit different. That's a different situation, you know. It's really easy to judge that person sitting in your office chair at home, you know, in a home that you can afford the mortgage on, thank God. But it, you know, to, to put yourself in that person's shoes, that very easily could have been you. That's just the luck of the draw of the situation. So there's good energy. That's a big one. Non-judgmental. You can observe, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I, I had a lady in uh, Bible school, one of my favorite ladies, single mom of four, and God bless that lady. She worked her ass off to provide for her kids and make their life better. And she used to say all the time, she was an African-American lady, and she used to say, sweetie, just remember, we're not on the judge and jury. We're just on the welcoming committee. Thank God we're not on the judge and jury. We're just on the welcoming committee. I love that lady. Yeah, great attitude. I like it. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we're rolling into I don't know, it's been about an hour and twenty minutes. And I know we've okay. we've 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 talked about, you know, kind of this this question um that Alex has like you know, likes to pose to all of our guests uh now. We've pretty much talked it uh to death. I wouldn't say to death, but <laughs> but we've pretty much hit on it the entire podcast. But I think uh now's a good time for Alex to ask this question and we'll try and get a a, a short and sweet answer and uh and we'll end with that 
Well, I was just going to say, we've talked about this pretty much the entire podcast, but I do ask every guest, it's my patented question, you know, our plight in life, our plot in life, why are we here? What can we do to make our existence better on earth? You know, um, why are we here and what should we be doing? But again, I think we've kind of covered that, but I don't want to steal the floor. Is there anything else that you can think of to add to our existence as humans? Just, just the litany, loving, kind, merciful, forgiving, encouraging, grateful, non-judgmental, and useful. Oops, and on that note, <laughs> Some <beautiful. laughs> my that phone went off. That I, actually, I don't know if you're calling me from like... the other side. I'll have to get this. <laughs> that was perfect, actually. Like you were saying that, that just piano riff went and i was like this is this is amazing that is now top i have a metaphorical whiteboard of of the guests we've asked this to and that has now moved into position one on the sole fact that there was a well-timed piano riff that happened during it that was my angels yeah it was right there just kind of elevated at that but it's awesome too fun well this has been great fun thank you so much for having me on thank you so much for uh for coming on i this was thoroughly enjoyable i loved it a lot um so thank you for taking the time to talk to talk with us uh, this evening kathy mcdaniel and i will have a link to your book as i post this on um apple and spotify is there anything else you want to plug websites or anything like that uh no um you've done it all yeah Yeah. i have uh in the description underneath the youtube video which will be here once we're done uh i think from the email have your facebook your linkedin your instagram and i pulled up your book on amazon and copy pasted that link in there as well so thank you thank you yeah the book sounds like it's a a horrible thing but it's not you can (laughs) tell i have i have a sense of humor i mean that's the worst thing about hell there's no sense of humor i would not survive Uh, but, but the rest of it is 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 up very uplifting and big print and and short mm-hmm. paragraphs and i've been told it's it's very entertaining that's okay? good easy reading okay well once again <laughs> uh everybody this was uh, kathy mcdaniel's on talking to us tonight about uh her near-death experience and 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 what she's learned from that and what she's doing with her life now post uh post that so all of her links are in the description uh, her book direct link to amazon go check it out uh be a good read but uh once again thank you uh, for spending time with us tonight and uh, again you have an open invitation whenever you want to talk with us again or we've you know we've re- we made that plan all those times ago just drop, <laughs> just just drop us a line and we'll make it happen okay thanks you guys thank you thank you bye bye we'll see you later tell somebody you love them uh, we're still alive so oh we're uh, still alive yeah we're still oh, alive. Thought... we're still good we're good we'll get to there hold, hold your horses there. okay sorry i thought you no were good just... you're so good about putting the cart what... before the horse one um... week you come to me with weak energy the next week i thought you're forgetting about it uh, anyway <laughs> look it's a work in progress um so do we have anybody lined up for next week or is it just gonna no, be no next week next week is just gonna be the boys kind of do a quick wrap up of the guests we've had on uh, most recently and kind of just do a, I have a couple other people lined up after that. I'm, I don't have dates confirmed yet, but I mm. thought next week will be a, a good opportunity for us to kind of take a, a quick take a, recap take a of recap. the guests we've had on recently. And, uh, I like it. I like it. Um, invite people to join us so we can talk to Chad. If you haven't been able to, ask questions or whatever if you've watched and then want to come next week with your questions and 
Perfect. Uh, I like it. So yeah, next week yeah. just gonna be just the boys. We'll we'll do uh like Alex said, we'll do a recap. If you've had any questions that maybe you didn't want to ask beforehand or you've thought you've re-listened to the podcast and now have more questions and you want to chit-chat about stuff, that's what we're going to do next week. Um, so, yeah, I did have one final thought, I guess, the, with her whole thing, and I didn't get a chance to say it during the podcast. But uh, And again, I'm going to relate this back to <laughs> Norse paganism because that's where I'm at right now. Um, but it mm-hmm. was very interesting to hear her talk about the different realms because one of the main tenets of of uh norse paganism or asatru whatever you want to call it is that um you have the life tree which you kind of you know you've kind of seen through the marvel movies and stuff yggdrasil but on the branches of yggdrasil there's different realms so you have you know the realm of odin's hall which is valhalla there's um other different other realms uh those like the realms of the elves and the dwarves and stuff so it's interesting that the that she mentioned different realms. Uh, so it's kind of just like another puzzle piece that kind of fits in yeah. among everything. So very, and I, very interesting. It It has changed my perception on the heaven-hell topic. Yeah, it was um, interesting to me that she said they, that if you don't believe in hell, you're not going to go. Which I, I think like, would which make... Which is like, makes more sense rather, you know, than just having the church slam you in the face that it's going to happen whether you like it or not if you're a you know and i think that the hitler example is a good example Mm -hmm. i think even all of the atrocities that hitler created and again this isn't going to be a kanye west moment where i'm like i you know (laughs) um, he was good he he invented the microphone and highways he was a great guy but yeah (laughs) but i i think still somewhere even in hitler's sick and twisted mind he thought he was doing something to better the human race as horrible as horribly as he went around do like it it was but but there was something in it that was like this is for the better right there's there's people on murderer's row that you know and i've watched a lot of this you know, uh, there's like a another Netflix documentary about people on murderers row, mm-hmm. you know, death row, and and there are people. Again, I've written the book on why some serial killers go to, or not the book, the <laughs> the, the thesis. paper, a thesis. Um, but there are some people that are just evil, and mm-hmm. they are self-proclaimed evil, yeah. and they and I, say, "I have to be locked up because if I were to get out, I would kill again, and yeah. I wouldn't feel bad about it." That's yeah. That's, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought, well, if there's a hell, that's a pretty good, you know, yeah, that's, that's a, a good... pretty good candidate to be where we're not all sharing. Right. Eternal... But I think with that, like people like that, they're just going to be so wrapped up in it that they're not going to get a chance to experience the good side. They're just going to hang on to it in the afterlife. And then that's going to be think... their own personal version of like hell, if you call it. I think exactly. people like Hitler are so sociopathic that they've, conned themselves or whatever they truly believe that they are doing good for society and it's just they can't see that it's not yeah it's just twisted in such a way in their brain that they think they're doing good and they can't see that it's actually not good so perhaps you know maybe he is still sitting in front of his life review going fuck dude i screwed up bad like that was bad that was a shit dude and then yeah. you have people like on death row that are just like, no, lock me up or I'll kill again. And then they're going to be the ones that perhaps are stuck in that dark void where it's just fucking terrible for them all of the time because they just can't let go. 
Well, if you create your own hell in that sense, it would make perfect sense to me to where if that's what you've created for yourself in the afterlife, mm -hmm. that you would put your talk about like a purgatory, like you would be stuck. Yeah, you you're stuck there. You just can't. You never, go. you never experienced the joys that come with you know acts of service or, mm -hmm. or showing unconditional love to someone you don't have that to draw upon to yeah, help yourself break nothing. out of that so even if they do get like they'll just be whether it's their own person or not they'll just be stuck at perhaps that life review portion because they just can't get out of it because they're just like and maybe that's their thing that's what they're just like this is good for me because i get to relive all of the terrible things i did and i'm just not gonna let it go it's fascinating man it's and i i Again, I I think, you know, experiences like the ones that she has had, if if anybody would be skeptical of, of this sort of thing, I, I would encourage you to do some research on the hundreds of thousands of other cases that have happened that have recounted very similar stories. And I, I think it's kind of past the point of you know like a, a debunking I, yeah I, I think we're we're well past the point of like oh they're crazy people they're definitely not crazy and i yeah. and i think it, and it's what, definitely not like you're like you mentioned earlier it's not neurons firing off you don't experience all of that in the blink of a neuron firing off it, that's to me what made most sense about this argument like yes these people have experienced these things but this is all just like a rush of you know dopamine hitting yeah. your brain as your body tries to you know comfort you into death which is just great darkness that has pretty much scientifically been debunked again yeah. i'm not smart enough to go into the details of it but it is very much so to do with your head your head, your brain, and your heart are not independent of each other. One can't function without the other. So right. as you flatline, you know, the, and watch that Surviving Death show on Netflix if if you're a skeptic, because I think, I think your mind would be changed. And I think yeah. that what people like Kathy have experienced is real. Well, and I think the best ex like way to put it, how she did it, is like it's your your soul is driving this meat bag as its car. Yeah. And so her car was parked, so the soul was like, fuck it. I'm going to go take an adventure. Why do I need mm -hmm. to be here? When it's ready for me to come back, I'll come back. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. It's just that just a soul driving a meat bag around. And, when, and occasionally the soul gets out of the meat bag. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, spark another hour conversation. <laughs> I know um, we got to wrap it up, but but you know the 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 soul, the human soul is one thing that humans have never been able to recreate. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll never be able to recreate. We can we can come up with Chat GPT. We can come up with you know all these different technological advances, but to create another human soul is just unfeasible. Right? It's now. not going to happen. I don't I don't see a world where you could ever create consciousness. When that day you know? comes, it's going to be scary and I'm going to try I'm going to be like I maybe would like to unsubscribe now. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. I, I really I, don't think I mean, it's possible. If, yeah. And it I goes know. back to my point of, you know, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. So True, how but, did I any mean, of us get here and why are we, you know, how, yeah. who created the initial matter? 
Yeah. So I'm going to play devil's advocate real fast and then we can wrap it up. So okay. you say, you know, you can't recreate it. So yeah, it's fine. But so going off what Kathy said is like, you know, your pets and stuff are going to be there mm-hmm. when you're gone. We've cloned sheep and other animals. So if we get to the point where we're cloning humans, like the devil advocate part on that is like, you've just straight created an exact copy. Now, is it just the meat bag or did you, did we, did we get to a point where we've copied the soul as well? Just made a complete photocopy. Who knows? Well, but when you clone a sheep, there still has to be a birthing process, right? No, they do it all in a test tube. They created it all yeah, in a test I'm tube and a fake enough. and a fake like a an artificial womb and embryo, and like they put the embryo in an artificial womb, and then they well, yeah, like, but it was they basically the... like the science like the sci fi movies. They basically just cut the sack open. So there's your yeah. There's your there's your birthing process. It was still the creation of a life, though. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah, any I don't know. You did the sheep have a soul? Well, I was just playing devil's advocate, Kristen, because they said yeah. you know she said your pets will be there in the afterlife. Some people have sheep as pets. That could be. So who knows? When genetically and and DNA based, yes, that could be the same exact pet yeah. in a sense. But it, that pet is not going to walk every single, you know, it's not yeah. like it's going to come out pre-programmed to be like, oh, shit, like I got to head to New England and <laughs> yeah, trot I mean, across like this gotta, path and they're gonna those have to... seven blades of grass yeah. because that's what the, you know. Yeah, so you get into it again. Yes, you've genetically recreated a sheep, but it's not going to have the same memories as the other sheep. But you'll have to, it's basically treating it like it's a new board and creating new memories with it. So Correct. I was just, you know, just trying to play a little devil, devil's advocate no, just, I, for, just for poops and chucks, but. I know. hear you. And yeah. the pets it's one like is the, another. was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where the dog dies and he goes and gets it cloned. And then it turns into like a whole action movie. It's an old movie. I can't I don't remember the name know. of it. I'd have to I look at whatever. Gonna, I thought you were going the pet cemetery route. No, um, no, no, no. That movie's twisted. Yeah, that movie. Anyway, guys, <laughs> before we get off yeah. on any more crazy tangents, because Alex and I will sit here and chit-chat about this for another hour and a half. Um, like we tell you every week, make sure you tell somebody you love them, because tomorrow's not guaranteed. You never know when the creator in the sky is going to call your number. And maybe you'll be like Kathy and your number will get called and then you'll get up there and they'll be like, ah, well, uh, glad you got a little taste of this, but you're not done down there. Sorry, so we, pulled the, we pulled your deli number early. It might be. Get back in there, champ. Yeah. You know, not really, I actually, Kristen, I don't think the sheep lived very long. I can't remember. Was it? I don't think it was terribly long. Anyways, with that, we will see you guys next week for just a pretty chill episode, just recapping everybody we've had on giving you guys space to ask questions you maybe didn't get a chance to ask this time and uh maybe we'll maybe we'll look at some news who knows i'm kind of maybe i'm just bored with the news now after we've had all these crazy and super cool interviews it's been a fun ride man i it's like i, I texted enjoy you, this it's like i texted you after the podcast last sunday this has been so fun um mm-hmm. and i've listened to all of them on monday mornings actually um and I, I've had such a, a fun time going back and listening again. And uh, I'm going to, this is a great opportunity if you have missed any of the last few guests. There's nothing like time sensitive. You know, it's not like we're talking about current events. So yeah. if if you go back and listen to one of those interviews, um, it, it 
again, there's nothing as time sensitive in there. So it's not like you're going to be like, oh, crap. Talked about the, I don't know, Nord Stream pipeline or whatever. <laughs> so go back and listen. Um, if you have questions, write them down or email them or send them to the socials and we'll be here chilling next Sunday. Yep. Doing but, a recap. Yep. Bye for now. Love you all. And we will see you next week. Peace out. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.